Today I want to give you four reasons why the resurrection of Jesus is essential. Now the first reason is going to be a story reason, a narrative reason. We're going to look at why the resurrection is essential to the story of Jesus. The second reason is going to be a theological reason why it matters theologically, uh, why it matters for salvation, in other words, that Jesus was raised from the dead. The third reason is going to be an apologetic reason, why the resurrection is important when we are defending and explaining the faith. And then finally, the fourth reason is going to be a personal reason, why I need uh, to believe in the resurrection of Jesus and why I hope you will as well. So uh, let's dig into these four together. First, the resurrection of Jesus is essential to the story of Jesus. The resurrection is not an added bonus at the end of Jesus' story. It's not even a surprise at the end of Jesus' story because Jesus tells his disciples along the way that he is going to be raised from the dead. Not only does he predict his death, he also predicts his resurrection, and he predicts them both in the same breath. For example, in Matthew 16, 21, Matthew tells us, From that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And then later in Matthew 20, Matthew gives us Jesus' own words where Jesus uh, says, to his disciples, see, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be delivered over to the chief priests and scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and flogged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. So Jesus tells us through his own story, throughout his own or during his own story, right, that he is not only going to die, but that he is going to be raised from the dead. It's not as though the crucifixion of Jesus is sort of the end of what Jesus saw coming or the end of what is essential uh, for Jesus to do and accomplish. The resurrection is a central and essential part of Jesus' story, of what happened to him and of what needed to happen to him for our salvation. We'll come back to that in a moment. But Jesus uh, predicted his death and resurrection, right? And Jesus identifies himself as the resurrection and claims the authority to be able to rise from the dead himself. So, for example, in John chapter 11, when uh, Lazarus has died, but Jesus is about to raise him from the dead, Jesus says to one of Lazarus' sisters, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Now, Jesus can't say that he is the resurrection if he's going to die and stay dead. If he is the resurrection, then after he dies, he's going to have to rise to be able to raise others from the dead, right? And Jesus says, in fact, that that's what he's going to do. In the chapter before that, in John chapter 10, verse 17 and 18, Jesus says, For this reason the Father loves me. Because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. 
In other words, Jesus is saying both his death and his resurrection are in his control. He has the authority to lay down his life on the cross and the authority to take it up again when he rises on the third day. So the resurrection of Jesus is not a surprise. It's not an extra bonus at the end of the story. It's essential to what Jesus said he was going to do right in advance. And it's essential to what Jesus accomplished. Think about this fact, right? That every, all four of the gospels end with the tomb empty and Jesus risen from the dead. Not one of the four gospels ends with Jesus's crucifixion as though that's the end of the story. That's all we need to know. Jesus died for our sin, the end. None of them end that way. All four end with Jesus risen from the dead. You cannot tell the story of Jesus fully and faithfully without including his resurrection. It's essential to the story of Jesus. Second, it's essential theologically. And what I mean by that is it's essential to our salvation. The resurrection, just like it's not an added bonus onto the end of the story of Jesus, it's also not sort of an added extra we can do with or without when it comes to our salvation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 17, If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile or vain, and you are still in your sins. Now, we know that Jesus died to pay for our sin. But Paul says that payment is not valid unless Jesus has been raised from the dead. If Jesus was not resurrected, then the cross did not accomplish our forgiveness did not uh, achieve or purchase our salvation on its own. Without the resurrection of Jesus, the death of Jesus would have no effect for us. So the resurrection is essential to our salvation. Paul says in Romans 4.25 that Jesus was delivered up for our trespasses, so he died for our sin, and raised for our justification. Justification means our sins are forgiven and we're counted righteous by God. We would not have our sins forgiven. We would not be righteous in God's sight were it not for both the death and the resurrection of Jesus. So his resurrection is essential to his story. His resurrection is essential to our salvation. And here's another way in which the resurrection of Jesus is essential to our salvation. Our salvation is not full, is not complete until our bodies are restored our bodies are resurrected or glorified here's what paul says in romans 8 23 and 24 he says not only the creation but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies for in this hope we were saved Part of our hope that comes with our salvation is that we will experience the redemption of our bodies. Jesus did not come to save only our souls, but also our bodies, our whole selves. And that means we are going to be raised, or if we're still alive at the coming of Christ, transformed so that our bodies are now like his glorious body, the scripture says. So uh, our salvation includes the redemption of our bodies, the resurrection of our bodies, 
And that can't happen unless Jesus has been raised first. Because here's what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, In fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For as by a man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ shall all be made alive. In other words, our resurrection is dependent upon Jesus' resurrection, and Jesus' resurrection is just the beginning of the full resurrection, the full harvest that's going to come at his return. His resurrection is the first fruits, the resurrection of all believers is the full harvest that will take place at the return of Christ. So we need to be raised from the dead. That's part of our salvation. And that couldn't happen unless Jesus himself had been raised. So his resurrection is essential to our salvation. It's essential to his story. It's also third, essential to our defense and explanation of the faith. So here we're talking about apologetics. Apologetics is not apologizing for something. Apologetics is defending something, explaining why you believe something, why it's reasonable to believe something. Uh, It can also go along with uh, explaining to people why you believe what you believe. For example, in uh, 1 Peter 3.15, Peter says, In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So you need to be able to defend, to explain the hope that you have. Now, what hope would we have if we didn't have the resurrection, right? If we didn't believe that Jesus was raised from the dead and that we would one day be raised from the dead, if we were experiencing the kinds of, experiencing the kinds of suffering and hardship that Peter's talking about in his letter, how would we endure that with hope if we didn't know that beyond this life, we have hope for the life to come, we have the hope of resurrection, and so on. So, what is so essential about the resurrection? Well, lots of people, even people who aren't Christians, believe that Jesus died on the cross. And they probably don't believe, if they're not Christians, they probably don't believe that Jesus' death accomplished anything. Like, Christians believe that Jesus' death um, atoned for sin right? Uh, Accomplished forgiveness for everybody who trusts in Jesus. But lots of people believe that Jesus died. What if we could encourage them to consider the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus? You believe that Jesus lived, you believe that Jesus died. Do you believe that Jesus rose? And can I encourage you to think about some of the evidence for the resurrection of Jesus? If he didn't rise from the dead, then why wasn't his body in the tomb? If he didn't rise from the dead, then why were his disciples willing to die for preaching and teaching that Jesus had risen from the dead? If Jesus had not been, uh, was not really raised from the dead, how do you explain the growth of the church in the midst of persecution and opposition? How do you explain so many people following Jesus when not long before he'd been publicly crucified as though he were a criminal. All these things, and we don't have time in in this video to go through, or this talk, or, or however you may be listening or watching, we don't have time to go through all of the evidence for the resurrection here, but uh, we do have a separate uh, video and a separate audio uh, called, Is There Good Evidence for the Resurrection of Jesus? And so if you want to know more about that, I encourage you to check that out, because there are 
very good, solid, historical arguments for uh, believing in the resurrection of Jesus. And what if we encourage people who aren't Christians, but who know a little bit about Jesus, to think about the evidence for the resurrection? Because here's the thing. You can believe that Jesus lived and that Jesus died, and that might not change you. But if you believe that Jesus is alive, that's probably going to change you. Because if you believe that Jesus rose from the dead, just like he said that he would, now you've got to start taking seriously everything that Jesus said, especially what he said about himself, who he is, and why he came. So the resurrection, I think, is at the heart of how we can defend and explain the faith. Why do we believe why, why are we Christians? Why do we follow Jesus? Why do we worship him? There are lots of good reasons. I think one of the core uh, essential ones is the resurrection of Christ. That's one of the, the key places that we ought to point to people. And that leads me to the fourth and more personal reason um, why the resurrection is essential to me personally and why I hope it is to you too. Um, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 32, he said, If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. If, if you're not going to be raised from the dead, if I'm not going to be raised from the dead, we might as well enjoy our lives while we have them, because this is all there is. That's what Paul's saying. If that were the case, that's how we should live. What's keeping you, what's keeping me, from living like this life is all that there is? What is keeping us from walking away from the faith, walking away from the church, walking away from uh, all of this and just going to live our lives however we want uh, to live them, however we think we can enjoy them the most? It's the resurrection of Jesus. At least it is for me. I hope it is for you too. I I I want you to to think about this with me and, and hear my heart on this. Um, perhaps there's been a period in, in your life where you have been um, wounded by, disappointed by, um, embarrassed by, hurt by Christian leaders, Christian institutions, other Christians. Maybe uh, there's been a period where you are, um, because of the way people have acted or things people have done or said, um, have just so discouraged and dis- disheartened you that you have been tempted to walk away from the church, walk away from the faith. Here's what I want to bring you back to. This is what I go back to over and over and over. I believe that Jesus has been raised from the dead. There are things that have happened that have discouraged me, um, that have disheartened me, um, that have raised all kinds of questions, doubts, frustrations, etc., etc., etc. But what I cannot get away from is that I believe Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that he is alive. I believe that after his crucifixion, that on the third day his, to- his tomb was empty, that he appeared to his disciples, that he is alive even now, that he is seated at God's right hand, and that one day he will come Again, I cannot get away from that fact. And humanly speaking, that is why I'm still a Christian. Right Now, 
in another sense, I'm a Christian still because God keeps me. God protects me. God preserves me. He saved me. He loved me. He's, he holds me in his hand, the Bible says. All right, but when it comes down to in the midst of all the hard and terrible things that happen in life that we encounter, that we hear about, that we whatever, um, what keeps us from just throwing up our hands and walking away when either um, a fellow Christian hurts us, a, a Christian institution does something that uh, embarrasses us or that is shameful, um, or a Christian leader that we had trusted um, you know, falls in a public and scandalous way and we are disheartened and begin to question what we believe and all these kinds of things, what can we go back to? For me, maybe for you too, it's the resurrection of Jesus. Because Jesus is alive, I cannot walk away. Because Jesus is alive, I have to keep following him. Because Jesus is alive, I trust him. The resurrection of Jesus is absolutely essential. It's essential to his story. It's essential to our salvation. It's essential to the way we defend and explain the faith. And for me at least, and maybe for you too, it's essential to the reason why I continue to belong to Jesus. I continue to follow Jesus. I continue to trust Jesus. It's because I believe that the tomb is empty. I believe that Jesus is alive. And I believe he's going to come again. And I trust him by his grace. I hope you do too. Amen.